With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back as we approach the end of 2015. Uh, we still got one major geek event of the year. And no, I'm not talking about the day after you get things that you don't want. I'm talking about uh, I'm, I'm talking about uh, Star Wars is coming out next week, so you know everybody in the geek spectrum is all hyped up. I am uh, I'm just glad to be here. I, I'm just going to go along and observe and just watch uh, some of my good geek brethren uh, lose their minds over this movie here. But uh, you know I've already had my fun. Thank you, Kingsman. Appreciate that you brought it for me. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, you are listening to Geeking Over 40. It is a podcast for geeks who are not done yet. We are still getting our geek on every day, uh, doing it in our special way. And I have some really awesome geeks on the line with us today. Uh, First of all, uh, we've got one lady in the house. So I want to first welcome uh, J.D. Aaliyah Shee from the the Five Nerdy Venoms Geek Soul Brother Show. What's going on, J.D.? Uh, Not too much there. Not too much, but thank you for letting me come on this this Saturday. This is awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Got a great topic today. I know you're going to have a lot to say because uh, it kind of, kind of came out of, out of your mind anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, we do also have, speaking of uh, Geek Soul, that we do have the Cosmic Traveler himself, ladies and gentlemen. We do have Geek Soul Brother on the line. What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm chilling, man. I'm just glad to be with my fellow geeks of a mature persuasion. Yes, so sir. we can talk about some good stuff. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, we also have one of our fan favorites, the five starter himself. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Bison for life. What's good, Bison? It's great to be here, and um, it's lovely sharing the AARP for geeks. I really love it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm still I'm still working on the uh, movie benefit plan. Like, you know, we're geeking over 40. Can we uh, get, like, you know, 10% off some tickets? Something. <laughs> You know, you know, can we get the can we get the low cholesterol nachos? I mean, something. <laughs> yes, we don't need the seniors discount. We need the geeking over forty discount. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what I call. That's what they not no. That's the seniors just geeking over forty. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Keep it moving. <laughs> last and last but not least, joining our illustrious panel today, uh, just hanging out there in the geek universe, ladies and gentlemen. I give you B Smith. What's going on, B? Oh, not too much. How are you folks doing tonight? Oh, man, just glad to be in the presence uh, of my geek brother and sister. And I tell you, it's just it's so empowering uh, to, to be here for you all, with all of you all today. Uh, hanging out with us in chat is the incomparable St. Clinton. Uh, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, make sure that if uh, you listen to the show live uh, on using the talk shoe client, you can join in the conversation I'll be reading along. Uh, he's not into all that Star Wars hype. Uh, I've been very vocal about it. I'm I'm done with trailers. I'm tired of going to every single store and seeing Star Wars something. I swear, I was oh, yeah. in, I was in the grocery store the other day and I saw some Star Wars um, 
SpaghettiOs. I'm like, man, are you serious? <laughs> Do we, yes. Really it's just, man, the marketing blitz has got to be of an epic proportion of what they've done with, with Star Wars. It's, I, I can't ever – I mean, granted, there's Disney. Disney does everything big, you know, in, in terms of their marketing. But this man yeah, – it, it's, it's annoying because they throw it in your face. Uh, I was watching football last week. And they had the whole little Dodge commercial with the little black the black Viper driving all the other white cars down the street. And, you know, granted, I love seeing black things at the head of troops, but, you know, <laughs> like, God, it just gone all off the rails. Yeah. So uh, topic today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that, are, that are joining the show, uh, we're going to talk about what it really means to be geeking over 40, geeking over 50, geeking over 60. Um, because it's it's different, um, you know. You you a lot of a lot of folks want to you know the younger folks want to claim it for themselves and they want to say you know this is our year and they're getting their geek going over different different ways. But being a mature geek is real different. Um, and we're, there's some pros, there's some cons, there's some highs, there's some lows, there's some there's some benefits. Um, man, it, it's just it's just so much. And I wanted to. I want to want to give everyone an opportunity to talk about their experience, um, you know, as a geek over 40, 50, 60, uh, as you're out there just, in, you know, in in this world now of, you know, this high-tech era of um, I was at dinner last night and I saw a family of four. All of them had, each of them had their own individual electronic device, all of them with their heads down at the table. And, you know, in the era that, that we came out of, that's unheard of. <laughs> you, you didn't come yeah. to the table with toys. No one came. Nope. <laughs> you, you didn't do that. You, know, you, you couldn't. Um, you know, so it's interesting because the, our perspective and the way that we look at, at what we see today is, um, is just so, so very, very different. So I want to start the conversation uh, talking about just let's, – let's talk about just daily life. You know, I think that geeking over forty, you kind of have a different perspective on on life and just how you look at things when you're out in public. Um, you know, one thing I'm gonna start with Geek Soul Brother on this. One thing I think is really great about geeks, and you know, we've talked about it between our two shows a lot about how you can't sh- sh- cram a geek into a box. You can't say that geeks are just this and just that. I mean, we're just universal, and we have opinions, and some of us have very strong opinions. But I think what's great about geekdom is that with that that geekiness, we kind of have a little bit more of an open mind than other people might have. So talk about, you know, looking at just life, you know, from the perspective of somebody that is intimately familiar with Buck Rogers. You know, I mean, mm, you know, mm, how, how does how does the geek perspective just like shade your view of of life and living day to day? Um, you know what, being a geek, man, I think you're right, Bob Rob. We we have a uh, we we have a different perspective because I I think we're open minded to things. And I think we also see possibilities because we're into science fiction because we're particularly into fantasy or, you, you, you know, whatever the case, um, I think in everyday life you might see some possibilities that other people may not see, you know. You, you may you may see, um, I don't know, like 
you know, different job possibilities, different uh, possibilities of where you'd like to go, you know, for vacation or something like that, different possibilities of even in your conversation, you might take your conversation to a different plateau with somebody because you just watched Walking Dead or Game of Thrones last night, and you might have a different perspective because of those imaginary uh, stories, and you apply them to real life. Yeah, I I, I think that's it. I, I think a different, um, you know, different different uh, options. Yeah. On how yeah, to live. Yeah, absolutely, Bison. What about you? I mean, do you? I mean, you're you're a heavy heavy duty geek. Um, you know, in in as we've seen in some of these chat shows, how do you? How does your impression and your geekness? How do you, how do you experience that in your everyday life? Well, I, excuse me, I think geek is now one of the most overused words in the history of mankind. Um, I think um, I think it's just something that the marketeers have latched on, and it's to make money. And like all things, it's going to become a phase. Um, I, I, but to answer your question, I just think you have wider possibilities. I still think, I don't think being a geek changes um, human interaction. I think, you know, if a person is a a-hole without technology, they're going to be an a-hole with technology. I just think uh, with me, I just have more choices and I have more ways of getting information or pleasantries or whatever what I like. I just like the ability instead of having 50 pocket novels in my den, I can just go on my iPad. So I think that to me is more because it has manifested itself more than anything else, just a technological way of um, getting information. Well, let me let me follow up. Let me ask you a follow-up question on that, especially in terms of geek being overused. I mean, I, I agree to, with to a degree in that geek has become more mainstream. I mean, you look especially when you think about some of the shows that are on television, and um, you know, they're they're, and I'm not, I'm, I'm talking specifically to um, uh, the the nerd show on CBS. The name is just escapes me because I'm <laughs> sleep deprived. Um, <laughs> um, but if you look at if you look at that, you know, you're 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 right. But I also think that if you look at what is happening now, this is kind of the era of the geek because you, if you look at from your sci-fi movies are uh, way more technical. They're starting to dig back into the archives and bring some of the old stuff, you know, and, and trying to rehash it and make it new. And then with the plethora. With, with DC and Marvel duking it out every year for market share, I mean, this is kind of the era of the geek. Wouldn't you agree? I, I think this is where Geeking Over 40 um, comes into play because you get to see some of the long view. Um, and I'm going to give some of my age away. Um, I remember I saw the first Star Wars. So there was a, a rash of films and TV shows you know, that came out along that same era, the marketing wasn't as intense as it is now. Um, but I think eventually this too will pass. I mean, I, who remembers the black hole, Logan's run? Um, mm. yeah. um, I mean, there was a whole lot of TV shows and, 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 and movies, and, it, and eventually the the failures piled up because the budgets went up, and eventually 
the next the next um, genre came along and replaced it. I just view this in the same timeline. I told you this will not go on forever. So enjoy it while you have while you have it. That, and, yeah, and I think that that's that's one of the benefits uh, you know that that we have is that long view. Um, you know, I, I I think I wrote an article a while back of how blessed I, I am to have been you know an original Commodore user and see gaming from the point of view of of you know eight bit and sixteen bit games and to now be playing games like like Fallout and Just Cause. I mean, in, there are people that 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 grow up grew up only knowing Tecmo Bowl. There are people who only grew up um, knowing Half Life. Um, you know, and, and it's just incredible. And I think that you all have some you know, movie, really movies as well. You think about, uh, yeah, I think I think Geek Sober and I were joking about Slant Green, yeah, a while back. I mean, just oh, yeah. to, to go from that to this is incredible. I want to bring uh, B. Smith into the conversation. Um, for you, B, how you know, kind of the same question. You know, your your geek perspective. How does it how does it adjust how you see the world and how you interact with the world? Uh, if anything, right now, it just seems like it's, I guess the word would be normalized because, you know, tons of the stuff that I was into growing up is just like, oh, yeah, everybody's into that now. And, you know, it's it's kind of like Bison was saying, you know, we're just kind of at a glut of everything right now. So it'll be interesting to see a few years down the line what it's going to look like. Yeah, I think that's a lot, what a lot of people are wondering is how is this going to continue to change? Is this a fad? Is this just um, a m- more money marketing? Basically, the industry is just pretty much following the money. They're saying, okay, we, we've got all these folks that grew up on comic books, so we know that they're going to put their money up and they're going to come out and see these movies on, on the regular. Um, so yeah, there, there's always that fear that, that that's going to be the case. Um, JD, same question for you. Uh, your your geek perspective, uh, just in in your everyday life. Well, and you brought up a, a point earlier about uh, going out and seeing a family sitting there with their iPads and iPhones and mobile units at the dinner table, looking down instead of talking to each other. And to me, that's still rude. I don't care if I'm a geek or not. Still rude. I try not to do that. I know that I, I'm, I'm guilty of it. And I I am working in the oh, – funny enough, I do work in IT and telecom. So being from that side of things, I really do try to put down the mobile device whenever I can. But my problem is I'm becoming mainstream like everybody else and holding it more. Instead of looking up at my friends and talking to them, I'm checking my messages to make sure that work for me. This isn't a crisis at the moment. And, I, I mean, come on, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when we had the first word processor in an office, you know, that you learned to type in school so that you know how to type on a typewriter. And then you went to word processors. And then we had fax machines. And, you know, how the whole generation of things went. And then Mac came along and IBM came along. And we're all like, wow, it's amazing stuff. And now everything is just, if you don't have technology, what do you have? You know, nobody's, nobody's, I mean, I still buy DVDs. I love DVDs. I don't care. 
I like seeing the extras and things like that and knowing that I can put it on anytime. So if my TV goes out or my cable goes out, I've got a whole bunch of TVCs to watch. Whereas if somebody else's does, they're on Netflix or uh, some kind of cable channel, they're screwed. They don't know what to do with themselves. You know, and I still read books. I love books. I love the hardcover, the feel of the paper, etc. My friends are all, you know, the, um, oh my goodness, and I was going to buy one for my mom, but I can't remember the name of it. Uh, the Amazon Fire readers, the tablets. They're all on Kindles. it. They're such huge readers as well. So they said, well, instead of getting War and Peace, the big book, they'll just, you know, get it on their, their tablet, read it on the plane, read it on the bus, read it wherever they can. Again, completely understand that. But I haven't gotten to the point where I can read it on my device of any kind because I still like the feel of paper. I still like opening the page, feeling the paper, reading it, you know, saving my spot, etc. So if my phone went down, if my, my cable went down, I still have things to do. I don't know what people will do if their, you know, if their, their PlayStation blew up tomorrow. You know, PlayStation goes under and Sony, uh, Microsoft, and all of them, we, everybody says, oh, you know, we have no more games. To We're done. Sorry. What are you guys going to do? There's going to be, there's going to be like looting. <laughs> chaos breaking up. There's going to be like Godzilla hitting the city. Oh, my God, everything's all You know, and I'll be sitting in my room going, you know, I knew this was coming. I got a book. <laughs> Tell you, had a book. Yeah. Well, I want you know, and you 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 brought up something that that I wanted to talk about, and that is, you know, I want to do the kind of pros and cons and talk about what do you guys think are or to you, uh, you know, we talked about the long view, we talked about you know having that perspective of being at the beginning and seeing where we are now. What do you think are some of the pros that? Uh, you know, of uh, uh, geeking over 40. You know, I talked about perspective, but from your point of view, uh, what is, you know, what is some of the benefits? And if you want to do your cons along with the pros, that's fine. Or if you want to just, you know, just talk about the pros uh, and then we'll come back and do the cons, uh, that's up That's up to you. Uh, you know, B. Smith, I want to start with you. You know, what do you see as, you know, some of the benefits of of being a mature, seasoned uh, blur geek. What do, what do you see as some of the benefits? Uh, one of the great benefits now, and you know, I I just kind of have to laugh at folks is accessibility of everything. It's you know, I remember not even you know two decades ago, you know, where you'd hear about something and you'd have to go and dig it out, or you know, you'd have your crew of of like minded folks that you know you you might. Uh, met three or four of them over your lifetime and you were into the same things. And, uh, you know, now it's just like everything's at your fingertips. So it's, you know, it's, I guess, the kind of like Alice, you was saying about the physical media stuff. Uh, you know, that was one of the things that I was really reluctant to give up at first, but now it's just like, okay, this is all at my fingertips and I don't really have to fight to, you know, enjoy this different stuff now. So that is definitely a pro. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, and I was just saying that, you know, that has been one of the bigger things is, you know, sometimes uh, I was just thinking about 
like seeing something, especially, uh, you know, anime or foreign films now where, you know, it used to be you'd have to have an all-region DVD player or you'd have to have, you know, these places that don't even exist anymore, like the Chinatown shops or, you know, Video Search of Miami and all the stuff that, you know, where you had this, you know, small decks of people that gouged the hell out of you for, you know, for your geek, <clears throat> excuse me, for your geek fix. And now it's just, it's there, you know, for, you know, seven or eight bucks a month, you can get more animated than you can ever watch. <laughs> so true. Yeah. You know, so, you know, so that has definitely been an improvement. Yeah. Uh, 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 Bison, one thing that you talked about was um, the long view, you know, having that perception of, you know, having that perspective of being able to see um, what was or what is with the with the understanding of what was. Is is that to you one of the great benefits of geeking over 40, or do you have something that's even better? Oh, I think that... Uh, Oh yeah, all right, my good friend. He's uh, he's fading in and out on me, so I'm gonna jump over to Geek Soul Brother. Uh, Soul Brother, I, I I got a different question for you, because uh, cause, yeah, I kind of know you know I've been around a lot of you guys for a while. Um, right. You know, I you know is it? I gotta know because it's a burning question for me. Is it movies for you, brother? Is is it is that is like because you just all about the movies, and I'm always impressed. I'm on the show how well you remember directors and and, and actors and. Is is the big perspective for you that you're able to appreciate today's movies better, or do you have something else even more geekish uh, in the in the geek evolution for you? Well, I do appreciate uh, the movies that are happening now. <coughs> Excuse me, with the uh, special effects and the superhero stuff and all that. <clears throat> I think I appreciate more, and this is me being you know, 50 now and growing up in the 70s like, uh, <coughs> excuse me, like Bison. Um, I feel I feel like I got a secret knowledge of good stuff from the past that the younger generations have to catch up to, right? Like I got to catch up to new stuff, but, <coughs> excuse me, they got to catch up to um, the old stuff that I love. And then I know that they'd love, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, do you do you ever wonder? Do you ever shake your head when you when you think about the fact? And you know, Bison mentioned it. You know, a lot of us were around. We saw the original versions of a lot of movies, and now and television shows where you see they're trying to go back and remake some of you know some of our favorite shows um, right. from you know the seventies, eighties. Do you do you do you ever look and say, "Wow, you know, I'm so glad I have this perspective on what it was before they redo it," or is that just a pain point for you? Um, a lot of times it is a pain point because they don't do it right. But, um, but I'm still I'm still hopeful every time I see a like a remake or something like that. I'm hopeful that the uh, current generations are like, oh, snap, what's this? You know, and they kind of get excited. And maybe they'll go back and not only see the original, but see some of the other either movies or TV or books or comics or whatever, look at some of the other stuff 
that was also around at that time and say, oh, if I like this, you know, maybe I'll check out that. And that's the whole reason why I, I mentioned it on the show before. That's the whole reason why I started Geek Soul Brothers, to tell young people about classic stuff that's from back in the day and tell um, and also tell older people about new stuff that I can discover, you know, or, or that, that that somebody else can discover and pass on to me, you know, and just and just kind of cover the whole gambit. But mostly my mission has always been to um, introduce people to class. <coughs> Excuse me, classic stuff. Yeah, yeah, classic stuff. You know, it's it's still so interesting to go back in. You know, even if you think of like the the original movie or War of the Worlds. I mean, you know, it's. It, it's so hokey it, 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 compared to what we have now, but there's still just something something special about it, you know. And and I think that's even harder being um, a, a, a black geek or a blurred because we yeah. go back and like, wow, there are no black soldiers black people. at all, yeah. <laughs> ever, ever. Yeah, no, no black people, and 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 sometimes with the absence of that, they'd be saying something off color. He said, "What." Did he just say what I think he said, you know, or something like that? But the beauty of that, Rob, is that um, we're in an age where every, where so many things are new and so many things have been discovered, social media and all that. And now I can show classic stuff on Saturday Night Sci-Fi, you know, and bring everybody in and have an experience that we never had before. Because in the theater, you couldn't talk, right? Right. Like like the best exactly. you can do is right, the best you can do is be at home with your boys and, and, and your sisters and whatnot and be like, Hey, I got an old movie that you guys should like, you know, and introduce it to them and talk about but how many times has that happened? But with social media and with different technologies, now you can share what you've always wanted to share um across the board with people. And it's like this classic, for me personally, it's this classic stuff and a bunch of new people, you know. Either somebody remembers it or somebody never seen this stuff before. I, I get a lot of that on Saturday Night Sci-Fi. Oh, I've never seen this before. Yeah. And, th- and that thrills me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know, I, I don't know if you remember, or if you all remember a while back, you know, and we talk about, I mentioned early on, the geeks come from different walks of life. Well, when we went to... Uh, we went to um, the con here in D.C. I got clowned viciously because I'd never, I didn't know who Show Enough was. I'm like, well, I, 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 <laughs> oh. I, I, I didn't know. I, and so, they, so like, you know, King Face lost his mind. Pop Millie lost his mind. Yo, man, that's Show Enough. That's Show Enough. I'm like, huh? Because I, I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't a movie geek. I, I was a tech geek. So, but that's, not, that, that's not just... That's not just a geek thing. You lost your black card too. <laughs> oh, please, <laughs> please, no! They called me out something vicious. Yes, they called me. They called me out something very vicious. And so, uh, yeah, they, they, they. I bought the movie. We sat over Geekonius's uh, Death Star. We watched it. You know. So yeah, it's just so interesting. Just there's so much out there. Um, I want to talk to JD, and I'm gonna loop back around and get Bison and ask him the question I have for him. JD, I want to talk technology with you because you know it's incredible when you look at just technology. 
Because I remember back in the day when you said, I got a 128 megabyte hard drive. You were the baddest dude on the block. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're like, shoot, I got I got one gig of RAM. <laughs> you're a celebrity. <laughs> you know, it's amazing when you look at just the technology. But it, I think that having that long view, it kind of makes you more patient because you saw what, you know, everything from SSDs to memory sticks to hard drives to processor sheets, it, it was ridiculously expensive, and then just drop, 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 drop. I mean, yeah. you know, I think that, I mean, what do you think? You think that, that having that kind of that, that tech background, it, it kind of affects the way that you look at tech today. Uh, you know, almost it's, it's less of a shiny bobble. I do and I don't because, honestly, I love technology. So anything that's new that comes out, I am 100% interested in. I won't go out and buy it. <laughs> I'm 100% interested. Well, again, it's, it's you know, but you, you also see the good and bad with it. So with the technology, let's start with the phone. So the phone started with, you know, that big pound thing that you were carrying around that nobody could afford that was the size of, a, you know, a shoebox. And then it went smaller and smaller and smaller and more people could afford it and then smaller. And then all of a sudden you could start texting on it. You could actually text to your friends from your phone, but it was expensive. Like you couldn't just, you know, it wasn't free texting at the time. It was expensive to text. So you had to make sure what you were doing. And, you know, a whole language came out of that that you never expected to see. So I seeing the long view, yeah, it's amazing what's happened. Do people have patience? No, hell, either do I. But so it's, it's one of those things. I, I have no patience for technology. Have I, have I, am I up on the latest stuff? I think somewhat, yes. I'm still slow. I'm, I'm not reading the scientific uh, journals I used to when I was younger and keeping up with what's coming out next because I used to love doing that. Because I knew before Apple knew they were going to make a phone, as soon as they made the iPod, the first one, I said, they better bloody well make a phone. You know, it was just the second they made that, I knew they should make a phone. It took them 10 freaking years, but they made the phone, you know, and I loved it. And I knew I was going to love it. I didn't buy the first phone. (laughs) I waited. You know, I didn't buy the first VCR. I waited on that. I still haven't bought a Blu-ray player. You know, because, again, what? now we're streaming. Well, I, well, I haven't because we're streaming. So oh, yeah, that's me, true. It was, it was just why. And and okay. what uh, Geek Soul Brother said about, about sharing with your friends the, the film, I love technology. So I love Skype. We're on Skype right now for those that don't know it. Uh, I get to talk to Bubba Rob and, you know, and Geek Soul Brother and Bison and B. Smith and just, enjoy this kind of talking over the internet instead of picking up my phone and having to call you guys each one at a time, trying to get, you know, a conference call that will only be two people. And best of all, if we all wanted to watch the same movie at the same time on Netflix or the computer, uh, I used to do this with a friend. Like We'd get a few friends together on Skype. We'd be watching the movie on either TV or computer, whatever we had, because I, again, love DVDs, so I have DVDs of it, most of the movies. We'd watch it, and we'd comment through Skype. Like, oh, did you see that? Oh, that was a beautiful hit. You know, I love Red. So, yeah, Red's 
one of the ones I could think of, did you see that car chase? Or did you see, uh, um, oh, my goodness, Bruce Willis walk around that car? Like, it was just, it's, it's one of those things. When Sin City came out, watched it with a bunch of friends. Uh, when it finally came out on DVD, watched it with a bunch, bunch of friends on Skype. We had a great time. We were horrified by some of it, but we had a great time. Best hearing yeah. of a graphic novel onto a, onto a movie screen we had seen ever at that point. And it was awesome. So I love technology, and I think it is a great thing that they've done. But I don't think people have the patience for it. I, I don't think people remember when you didn't have it. And I wish they would. Because then maybe they put down the phone once in a while and remember that they have other things to do or other people to talk to. Yeah. You know, walk over and say hi to the guy in the next cubicle instead of texting him, him, emailing him, or phoning him. JD, JD, let me get some insight if Bob Rod doesn't mind. Do you think that our age? Do you think that our age bracket allows us to be more patient, or do you think that we're just as caught up in the impatience of technology as everybody else? I think a bit of both. I think we are more patient because we saw it from the beginning. We know mm-hmm. what, what it's come from and where it's going to. I mean, not everybody might understand where it's going to. I, I think I've got a pretty good idea where it's going next. You know, I saw some of these things that were coming, coming a long time ago, and I thought they were brilliant. Some of these things that are coming out now, I'm floored by and so impressed. It's amazing. I didn't think 3D would ever go this big. Uh, kind of glad it's tapering out of because, uh, you know, some of the movies are kind of gross on, but otherwise, I, I don't know why anybody bought a 3D TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, you hurt yourself on that one. Well, wait, yeah. you know, in 10 years, it's probably going to be something big. Right now, not as much. 10 years, yes, but the technology is going to change again. The pixels on the screen are going to change again. The amount of data that it holds is going to change again. You know, right now I'm TVRing my or DVRing or whatever you want to call it my TV shows. Soon it'll be just straight streaming. There is not going to be a cable channel around. There'll be cable DVRs kind of thing. Yeah. You'll get your DVR for that, like Amazon, um, AT and T, whoever, mm-hmm. and they'll stream all your stuff, all your TV shows, all your movies, all everything, everything and anything. You watch soon. You'll just be doing it off the screen. You'll be talking to your friends off the screen while you're watching your movie and picking out your grocery list. JD, let me let me ask you something before I jump back over here to Bison. Since okay. you got since you got your technology crystal ball out, <laughs> where where are we with subdermal implants? <laughs> Honestly, I think truthfully, I think those are already here. You guys just don't realize it. It is. I mean, honestly, there's. The military has been doing stuff that we don't even think about. And then when we find about, out about it like 20 years later, were they doing that then? Wow, no wonder it came so far. Where do you think half these, these companies get the money to make half this technology that we are so blessed with having today? It's because the military honestly tried it out first. Some way, somehow, NASA, uh, across the, the Navy, Army, Whatever. Come on, it, it, come, it's come, just been tried out somewhere. Come on, JD. Let let's all be honest. We all know that this came from our alien overseers. Yes. We we all <laughs> know that all this technology came from a couple of down ships 
40 years ago. These oh, really are Nintendo controllers, all yeah. of it. That this, this is all our alien overseers. Let's, yeah, let's just call call it. Goodness for all of them. Vice, <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you, um, I, I, was, I was asking questions about, uh, you know, about, you know, how our, our perspective, and I wanted to chime, I wanted to follow up on uh, something you had start, you were talking about earlier with the long view, and we kind of talked about it with, with JD. But, I mean, since you brought it up, I, I want to ask you, like, I, how do you think the long view, do you think that that helps us? Or, you know, we kind of talked about it, we, maybe we get a little bit impatient because we have the long view, or maybe we're more patient. Do you think because we, we have the benefit of the long view of everything from books to comics to technology, do you think that that, that longer view helps us more in this faster-paced, high-tech generation? Well, I think we know where to spend our energy and we know when to kind of conserve our energy. Like um, myself, there's some things I don't want to expend energy on anymore. I collect vinyl records, but I don't really want to go to a record shop to buy and go through vinyl records. I'd rather just, I know what I want, I want to get it. The long view just lets me know what I want to expend energy on. It also gives us, you know, we know where, where our mistakes were made. So, but this is the um, dichotomy. So do you, I don't want to be the old man on the yard, on the lawn screaming because eventually people are going to tune you out. <laughs> and that's just, that's just the fact of life. But <clears throat> I think with technology and everything with a long view, it lets you know what's important. So, you know, what may be important to me may not be important to someone else. To me, spending a, a week in line to see Star Wars is not important. Eventually, I will get to see it. Um, for me, getting the iPhone is not as important as to going to see a relative who's in a hospice or in an assisted living facility. So giving me the long view, just, it just lets me know what's important, and at the end of the day, these are devices, and devices can be turned off, the devices cannot work, and at the end of the day, you need human interaction. I think that's the most important thing. Now, these things can shrink human interaction, so I'm going to just kind of dip into my life to sort of bring this out. Um, Once upon a time, when I went across the sea to do the, the military thing, Family members had to go to a military base to do a video feed. It was just it was an expensive production for all involved. I had to go to a certain site to see them and then I only had like two minutes. And now, you know, the last time I went I just popped up my laptop and Skyped. So the technology is an assist to what's important, which is humor and action. So I think that's what the long view gives me. Mike, uh, I want to ask you something, because, uh, again, you guys are always leading me so well um, into what I wanted to ask about. And you made the perfect analogy in terms of the old man on the yard. I always like to see the old man in the yard with the shotgun, but let's just say, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, let's just say the old man. And, and, uh, when we think about the old man in the yard, what we're – I kind of – see that as, um, you know, how do we deal with 
with change. And, you know, this goes back to what J.D. was saying, you know, what kind of what I kind of mentioned about the family of four sitting at the dinner table, all electronic devices. One of the things that I struggle with is that I recognize the fact that I have the benefit of the long view, but is it appropriate for me to hold on to my value set in this new generation? How much of that should I allow, should I be open and flexible to? So my my question to you is, you know, is is it, where do we find ourselves, you know, having grown up in a generation of you cut the television off when it's time for dinner to a television in every single room of the house, how, how do we mix that? How do we hold on to the value set that we, we grew up with in this, new, in this new era? I mean, you know, especially when it comes to telling other people, hey, you know, maybe that's not the right thing to do. Hey, you know, because our perspective and how we came up is different. Well, let me just look Look right now. We have a person in Calgary. We have um, people in the DMV. We have people in New Jersey. Uh, B. Smith is, is, is in the Midwest. So even though we're all of African descent, we still have different viewpoints. We still have different um, value systems. I, for one, am not going to trade in my value system to fit in into norm. Like myself, I don't get into much what they call slim shame or shame for whatever. You know, I just I just don't get into that online back and forth. To me, it's just wasted effort. So I think whatever your value system is, it's what your value system is. I don't think this era is going to change in one way or the other. It's just, it's just how soon will you take your models and go home or if you even show up with your models, you know, in this day and age. I just, I just think it's like trying to change a person. You can't. And you, you know, value system is your value system, no matter how far along we all are. And I just want to add one quick thing. I know we got to move around. One of the things I try to do with what I've noticed, like once upon a time, most people only had computers at work. And that wasn't that long ago. I was on some websites and some forums back in the day. Everybody was doing it from work. And what I tried to do was to bring my older relatives into the technology age, especially my parents and my, my mother and people over a certain age, you know, sometimes black Americans, I'm going to use this for discussion's sake, are the last to embrace technology. What I mean by that, you know, once upon a time, you know, you should mail your Social Security check and all that sort of thing, and now everything is, um, you know, it's just a different world. So I, that was one of the things I wanted to do. I wanted to educate my family members on um, technology. So that was one of the things. I, I was more concerned with bringing them up to speed instead of them kind of, kind of getting caught up. Yeah, that's a good, that's a very good point. Um, and I actually have another a question about that because I had a situation that happened to me last year regarding technology, and, and I'm gonna I want to I want to save that for just a minute because I want to go to B Smith on this particular line of question. But I'm gonna come back to uh, JD and So Brother to ask them this, this technology question, especially relative to uh, to to the over forty, over fifty, over sixty crowd. Um, B. Smith, kind of a similar question um, as I was talking to Bison about. Uh, also, with you being in the Midwest, you know, I, I, I've been to the Midwest. I've, I've visited just a little bit. Um, you know, some people think that it's, like, incredibly different. Some people think that, uh, you know, it's really no different than the East Coast. 
how in, in your environment, um, how do you feel that this the technology is is being received? How do you feel uh, that people are embracing, uh, you know, the old, over 40, over 50, over 60 crowd, especially when it comes to geeks? How do you see it uh, being accepted? Do you feel that there's a resistance to change or people are just going along with the changes? Uh, you know, it used to be there more resistance, but now it's just so ubiquitous that, you know, most people, it's kind of hard. You'd be hard-pressed not to find some sort of device or something where you can access the Internet in everyone's house for the most part. The biggest thing, and, you know, I'm originally from the South and been a transplant here, but the biggest thing, uh, you know, especially in the non-urban areas is access. And I don't think a lot of people, you know, we get in our, you know, kind of in the urban corridors and you just take it for granted. But, you know, getting broadband once you leave the city limits somewhere is it becomes a little bit of a struggle. And, you know, I think that's something that we're really going to have to address, you know, in the next, you know, in the next decade. And I know they've tried, you know, to treat it, uh, you know, where it's just like a utility and to make that access available for everybody. But I think that is going to be the biggest chunk of it because right now uh, you've got folks, if you don't have access to tech or access to a broadband, you know, you're getting left behind. And I mean, that, you know, it was, it's really weird, you know, I'm just thinking about my brother who is the, the not tech adopter, love him to death, but, you know, it's just, you know, a lot of times it just doesn't exist in his life. And, you know, that's been something we've really tried to, you know, work with our folks to, you know, because just for the ease and convenience of nothing else, to have that in your, you know, to have it at your fingertips, you know, so, yeah, it's it's bigger than just, you know, oh, I don't want to pay an extra bill, but, you know, but, uh, you know, that's something that's, that's definitely, like Tyson said, trying to bring folks, you know, not even that much older than you into the fold is going to be a big thing because every year it gets a little faster and they get left a little bit farther behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, the the universe is just absolutely amazing that, again, you've led me directly into the next question, and I'm going to open this to J.D. and Geek Soul Brother, and if you just give me one moment, let me set the question up. Uh, one day I was uh, I went to uh, Potbelly's for lunch. Uh, for uh, I left the job. This older couple comes in. They say, can they use my cell phone? Of course, anybody asking you to use their cell phone, you're very, very suspect. But, you know, I kind of talked to him for a minute to find out what the situation was. Here's what happened. And I'm not going to go into the whole thing because it took probably about an hour and a half to fix their problem. But it's just amazing how the universe sent them to me. They walked into Potbellies, and they came right to me. And basically the situation was they had gotten this, this this temporary, you know, credit card, one of the ones you get in a like convenience store, because they needed to pay a bill. But in order for them to set it up, they had to have an email account. They did not mm-hmm. have an email. They had no. They had no email account. And so, uh, and, and I mean, I got on the customer service. I talked to the customer service for them, you know, and trying to figure out how can I, how can they get this card activated so they can pay this bill that they needed to pay. But they didn't. Their their cell phones. They have flip phones. You know, here I am with my little fancy Droid Four. 
and, and, you know, they had flip phones. They didn't have email accounts. They didn't even have a computer at home. And and I talked to the I talked to the customer service. I said, "You're telling me that if they can't if they can't go online, the only way to set up this credit card is for them to go online." And you're talking about people who don't have computers and don't even they don't even own a computer. Let's just start there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a, this is an older couple, and they were just the most beautiful. I, I mean. They were just the most beautiful people. It was heartbreaking because he was, you could tell, you could tell how much they loved each other. And you could tell that when I asked him what, um, what, uh, what you want your password to be, he said, I want it to be our anniversary. I mean, it was just one of those moments. And here, so I was able to set up their email account, and I wrote everything down. Here's your email account. Here's where you go to log in. Here's your password. Um, Here's the, here's your account number for your bubble. I, I was able to do all that on my phone. I was able to set up all of this over the email account. I was able to figure all of this online. So my my question to you is, and and uh, I'll go get over the person and JD if you want to pick up um, on it. Technology and and and, and kind of said it. Technology is moving at such a rate, and business is moving at such a rate that it's leaving people behind. And I can't figure out what, if those two people hadn't run into me, what would have happened with them? You know, so geeks over, my my question is, you know, with the evolution of technology, how, how do we not, how do we not, how do we not leave people behind? How do we not leave our people behind? Um, I, just as important as it is for us, uh, um, you know, older folks, us geeks and so forth to mentor younger people, uh, to kind of get through the struggles of life or at least give them some tips, at least give them, drop them some wisdom. Same thing. I, I think we need to mentor as many people as we, and this isn't just older people. There's a lot of young people that don't have access to computers in our community that need need to learn, need to know. It's kind of like what I was saying before, need to know what possibilities are out there, you know, and and we've been introduced to them. You know, Bob Rob, that parallels a story that my boy told me where he was helping a dude at the library apply to a job online, and he had no idea how to navigate the job application. Right, because it was online, and my boy, who sometimes comes up with conspiracies, um, he he he's thinking like, well, this is a filter, right? Because a lot of people in the black community, they either they may not have a computer, and if they do have a computer, they may not have Wi-Fi, you know, depending, right? Because it's all economics, and this is a filtering system. So there's one group of people that could apply to jobs, that could apply for credit, right, that can pay their bills a little bit easier than this other group that may not have the same access. And then the how far you get, that that gap gets wider and wider, especially like, say, Bob Roberts, technology grows 
that gap grows with it, you know. So I, I think we have to be really adamant. Yeah, Who, whoever's out there that knows technology, all you brothers and sisters that know technology, don't assume, first of all, don't assume that just because young people got a, a phone or a computer, don't assume that they know, you know, what to do with it. Because I've worked in the IT field, you know, like, like several of us on the show, and uh, a lot of young people, they just know, like, three things to do with their computer, you know. So, so mentoring, some tech mentoring is very necessary. Yeah, for, uh, especially for our community. Huh? Yeah, that 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 I can tell you that's so that's so very very true. And you know, essentially because we know we we think a lot about um, you know our some you know, our older our older geeks and our older brothers and sisters out there relative technology. But you're right, some of the new people. Some of the young people don't even know how to use the, the technology that they had. We had a people. We had somebody come to the job, a professional, and they come to do a presentation, and you ask them, "Hey, where's your dongle? Where's my what? Your dongle? You gotta <laughs> yeah. plug up, right? Uh, you yeah, gotta plug up, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you ain't got no dongle. <laughs> and he's looking down. He's 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 looking down at himself, like, "What's he talking about?" You know. <laughs> Excuse you, sir. Talking about my yeah. dongle? My dongle. <laughs> no, but it's true. I've worked in I've worked in higher education environments for you know, like eighteen years. Constantly. You had kids coming in. Yeah, they knew a computer. They they knew, you know, because they had a computer. But the oh the biggest thing is, oh, I use a Mac all my life and now they want me to use a PC. I don't know what to do. Or vice versa. And then on top of that is like, how do I access this? How do I download that? Where do I go for this? Where do I go for that? It's like, dude, you're like 30 years younger than me. You should, you should be like, you should, this should be like Similac to you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you should have been fed on this. Yeah. But no, they, they, you know, a lot of people be missing some key ingredients when it comes to their tech, uh, you, you know, the technology. Yeah, but there's a there's a there's another side to that also. I mean, what if you still have to do a presentation and the power goes out? I've been in that situation. I think uh, that's why I got to sort of wave a red flag. I think you can't be so dependent on technology. If the technology is removed, you can't function. I think that's we see a lot of that with a lot of the younger. Uh, younger people and a lot of older people, so I got to wait. Raise a white flag on that. <clears throat> I, I look. I totally, I totally agree with you. As as one who's been through Toastmasters, if you hadn't figured out, I'm pretty, I'm pretty quick on my feet here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I mean because I've been through it, and you're exactly right. I mean, you've got to be able to just flow with it. You can't, and, and that goes, that goes into that whole conversation of technology dependence. How you know? Are you so dependent on your car GPS that you don't know how to get to work? You know, because there are people out there that are like that, and you got. Oh, I, yeah. I gotta read a map. You know, you know when the zombie apocalypse hits, a lot of people die. They don't yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> like, Nobody like, plans a trip anymore. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I think one thing we need to we need to separate in this is, and I'm, I'm gonna kind of dive into another issue, is. Are we talking about over consumerism? Or are we talking about um, just 
um, dependence on electronic gadgets because I think um, you don't need the latest phone. I think that's more. Pro- I think the overconsumerism is more of an issue almost than our overdependence on technology. Um, I think we've sort of bought into I got to have the latest or the greatest, or I'm socially, I'm socially deviant, or I'm a but social outcast. That's both sides of the coin because you want the latest this and that, but then you don't even know how to use it to its fullest potential. Right. So why you get you know what I'm saying? Like like it's it's like you want it but you don't even know why you want it. And then the problem is you don't even know how this device can make your life so much better. No, I'm not you even know? talking about that. I'm talking about okay, why do I need a iPhone S? If you know, I can barely pay my rent or yeah. you know, my car is due or yes, I, you I'm absolutely do. Yes, I'm talking along that line. <laughs> well, well, you, you know, you don't. But I'm just you know, I'm not, I don't want to derail the conversation. I just think no, no. But Bison, that, I, I that's think, why I think, that's why I'm saying we're getting stiffed twice. We're 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 yeah. getting stiffed yeah. by corporations marketing to us, and we're falling for that. And then we're getting stiffed the second time because we're not. Taking as a people, as as a community, we're not taking full advantage of technology, and technology might not even be there for us, you know. So yeah, I, I you know, just to add to that, add to what you're saying. Okay. I want to um, give JD. I, I open the question up to her. I want to give her uh, an opportunity opportunity to comment um, from her perspective. Geeking over forty, although I still need to check her car. Um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, you're you're definitely you're definitely hardcore, you know, in, into the technology realm. Um, and looking at our, our brothers and sisters, you know, over over forty, fifty, sixty, um, you know, what if, what from your perspective seems to be some of the big challenges um, relative to our adaptation to technology? I think the the biggest problem, uh, and I and I don't see it as a problem, is that where we, as, as in me, are more cautious about what we spend our money on for technology. Where the youth are the ones that are under 25, you know, with the disposable incomes, now that I'm over 40 and understand what that actually means for them compared to what it means for us, uh, yeah, they can afford to change their iPhone, you know, every year if they want to. Where we're looking at it going, do I really need to change my iPhone? I really need to put that contact list on another phone to try and figure out all those applications or figure out where all my applications went. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll just move it all over. No problem. Uh, but for the older generation, yeah, it does become quite, quite, uh, they almost become panic-stricken with it because it is overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, it, technology is moving so fast. So in the last 20 years, we've gone from big, heavy phones to phones that you're touching and calling people and, you know, you're doing FaceTime with or Skype with. I mean, this is this is George Jetson stuff from the Jetsons. Not what we, uh, the only thing we're not doing is living in treehouses, basically, or living above the, above the clouds right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're pretty close to everything that they mentioned on the Jetsons. We're doing that. Yeah. I want to I want to take a quick quick break here and and just read a couple things because St. Clinton has has been very active in the chat. I want to read a couple of the things that uh, he's written. Um, 
that I thought were really some good points when uh, JD, I think we were talking about, uh, I was going to say sexting. Uh, when we were talking about, we were talking about, because he says texting and social media, so I almost picked up the ass. Uh, for social media, texting. he wrote with, with, uh-huh. with texting, with texting. Let me enunciate. With texting and social media, we get closer and closer to George Orwell's 1984 Newspeak. He also said uh, more and more companies require that one one applies for jobs via the internet. I, I'd say the majority of the ones I've dealt with, everyone does. No one sends in paper or resumes anymore. And uh, one of his last comments was. I think that the problem with getting the latest and greatest um, is uh, a month later. Something new comes out, which uh, that happened to me this year. I was so hyped to get the uh, Droid Turbo, and now they dropped the Turbo 2. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and let's not go back to my whole Motorola drama. Uh, Motorola drama? Motorola drama. I want to I want to talk about one more one more aspect. I know we're at an hour. I did a lot two hours for the show. I want to talk about well, at least one more aspect, and then you know we, we can talk about uh, you know any other topics as we as we uh, go around to everyone. JD, something that you brought up, and so I'm gonna start with you. This is something I don't think we we talk about, especially of as uh, our, our geeks over forty, fifty, sixty. We don't talk about the social aspect of being a geek. Um, uh, you know, geeking over forty. Uh, and and one thing I think that you mentioned uh, a while back was not being able to have conversations with people about what you're geeking about. You know, it's it's hard in some circles to just go in. Uh, hey, Archie, man, thanks for joining in. Um, it's it's kind of difficult to just have like just be excited. Like, hey, did you see that crappy Iron Man three movie? I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm gonna stop hating on that movie. I promise you, over. I'm gonna stop hating on that movie. I saw an Iron Man three movie, but it Thank wasn't you. crappy. <laughs> <laughs> to, to each his geek, my brother. To each his geek. Uh, I have it, but it's a crappy movie. Yeah, but but Katie, I'll, you know, either you can talk about your personal experience or just talk about it in general. I think that that's that's a problem for a lot of us that are geeking over forty because. In the ones, especially for those of us who are in the professional realm, I can't just go in and have conversations about a game or about a movie or about a comic, you know, with your coworkers. And, and yeah, then, you'd be surprised though. You would be. I ran into a sister just the other day, and we got into a really good conversation about Terraria, and I gave her a lot of really good tips, you know. But but then you talk a little bit about that, about that element of the, the social aspect, and, and you can talk about it from the positive and negative standpoint, up to you. But talk about geeking over forty from a social aspect. Well, I, and I was going to mention this point a little while ago when uh, when uh, Bison was talking about it that that it, the difference is, I think, is that I am over forty, and, and I'll admit it. Oh God! It's on the tape now. She's admitted it. I don't need to check the ID anymore. Okay, thank you. I like that part of race. <laughs> so, anyways, but it's it's that you know I I find that most people's attitudes change over forty anyway. My my attitude at twenty and thirty is way different than my attitude at forty, and I think that's that's also part of it with the being a geek and being a geek in technology. Uh, but yeah, it is hard. I mean, I, I work in IT. I do. I work in IT and I work in telecom. Two of the biggest technology giants uh, around. And you'd think there'd be more geeking happening around, but sometimes there isn't. 
these guys just go, oh, yeah, we're just making our motherboard and, you know, creating a new computer. Oh, that's awesome. So did you see the new, you know, did you see the new Avengers movie? Are you going to see the new Captain America movie? Aren't you just so excited? No. I'm like, what? What is wrong with you people? Or, again, <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's aspects of the movie. You, you see a movie or a TV show, and, and I mean, there's there's TV shows, so a, a, a lot of my friends, of course, have kids, which is great. And, and saves me a hell of a lot of time because I watch a lot of cartoons. I have animes, I have cartoons, I have Disney movies, you know, as well as all the, again, movie action DVDs that I have. So I can talk to all of them. But if you think you can talk to all adults over 40 about it that don't have kids and that are watching it with their kids and enjoying it, but are just watching it because their kids, it keeps the kids quiet for a couple hours, is a whole totally different thing. They're not enjoying, they didn't enjoy Powerpuff Girls because it was a great show and politically minded and really well written. You know, it kept the little girls, them quiet in front of the TV for a couple hours while they did what they had to do. It's tough to talk to people sometimes about these things that you you love with a passion. Like, I mean, I saw Teen Titans this morning. Laughed my ass off. That was hilarious. I can't think of too many of my friends who aren't, you know, road scholars, etc., that uh, won't say, well, you know, actually I was watching this biography of Discovery, or, you know, I was watching this thing, and I'm thinking, or History Channel. I'm like, why? So damn depressing. Watch Teen Titans, really funny, makes you laugh. You go outside, you have some fun. Period. Done. (laughs) Got to get your geek code switching on. (laughs) (laughs) It's that. It's, you know, people ask me, how come I am I am relatively still happy all the time? I watch cartoons, people. <laughs> I watch cartoons. I laugh at things. I enjoy them. You know, I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy and, you know, Total Drama Island and, you know, Teen Titans, uh, Proud Proud Girls. I've watched most of the cartoons just to see if I like them or not. Archer, name it. Adult Swim stuff, everything. I try it. I see it. I, most of the time I enjoy it, some of the times I don't. But at least I try it out. I don't, you know, close my mind to, oh, I'm not going to watch that cartoon. And it's the same thing with technology. I don't close my mind to new technology coming out. Uh, you know, I have an iPhone right now. The only reason I don't change over to another Android phone is because I have so much crap on this one. Yeah. You know, and I'm still considering getting the Surface with Sports. And normally people that have an iPhone usually get an iPad and go for the iPod and blah, blah, blah. Not me. I don't care. I want stuff that works. And if the work, Surface workbook is going to be that great, i got to check it out some more. i got to give it some time. Mm-hmm. Probably in about a year. I might consider it <laughs> yeah. and then get it. Yeah. I'm not going to rush out and get it just because it's the newest thing. I want to see what happens. Yeah. You know, J.D., I, I, I had a, a experience, I think, about a year ago where I was in a meeting I was eating on a meeting with with two engineers, two two kind of maintenance engineers, and two representatives of a vendor that I manage, and we were going over some systems configuration information. And then the the one of the member of the vendors team, her phone rang, and it rang with the Kim Possible theme. <laughs> I love and it, it said, and I literally stopped, and I said. Kim Possible, call me, beat me if you want to meet me. And, and then I stopped and like, oh, crap, I just showed my geek. 
you got to have that naked moment like, oh, damn, I forgot to put pants on. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny because it came out because this has been about a year or it's been a year or so since the show has gone off the air. But right. it was a great fun show, yep. and and I was like, oh damn! I was like, and so anyway, we're holding you accountable for it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to like, I was like, damn it, it just slipped out. <laughs> hey, I want to I want to grab B Smith and kind of you know what JD was talking about um, from the social aspect. What what about your situation? Do you have a lot of, you know, geeky friends around you just in your day-to-day life or coworkers that you can kind of have geeky conversations with? Or, you know, you kind of like the the, the lone wolf of geekdom up there? Uh, Lone wolf a lot of the time. I mean, I've got, you know, the stuff that kind of breaks through, like Walking Dead or Game of Thrones. You know, you have people to talk about it, but that's about as deep as it goes. So. You know, like you're talking about the ringtones, you know, it's like, you know, being a fan of Godzilla movies, it's like my my standard ringtone is Pharaoh Montes, Simon Says, which looked the Godzilla sample, and nobody <laughs> ever gets it. <laughs> and so, and I, so it's been that kind of stuff, and it was just kind of like I said, uh, it's the geek coach, which it, it's like you have to know, like, okay, who, who am I dealing with here, and is this uh, – you know, is this somebody that you can kind of broach it with? And, you know, like you're talking about, uh, you know, maybe if it was the more tech-savvy people would be, you know, more amenable to this stuff. But, like, you know, nobody practically that I work with or come in contact with does any gaming. So it's like, you know, like you're talking about, uh, you know, the new Fallout game or some of the new stuff. like that. That's just like poof. It doesn't exist. So, you know, it's, you know, it, it gets to be, that's why, you know, you have the fallback of going online and you have that community. And that's the greatest thing about that is, uh, you know, it's like, and it's kind of weird because before, and I guess that's the kind of double-edged sword of it where, you know, you can kind of retreat into your online, you know, comfort zone. But, you know, it was before, and I guess it's age and family and other stuff. But, you know, we always kind of had a little cadre of your geeky friends where it's like, oh, well, you know, they might not be into everything you're into, but they were into, you know, enough. So, you know, you had your buddy that, you know, liked anime and you guys kind of hung out or you had your friend that liked, you know, the old cinema or kung fu movies. And that was kind of your gateway to, you know, kind of even bond a little bit with some people. So you, that's kind of missing, at least I find right now, that's a little bit of a missing factor. Yeah. So uh, for Geek Soul Brother and, and Bison, I'm going to flip the, the question on its edge. So if you want to answer, you know, what I've asked them, you're welcome to. But I want to flip it on its side. You know, I think, Geek Soul Brother, uh, I'm going to start with you. You know, it's incredible because when you think about how isolated, um, you know, you can be in your personal life, um the 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 online geek blur community you know it it fills it it can't fill your day to day gap but it it, it kind of can fill fill your evenings and, and your weekends it's amazing oh, yeah. the the family that has has really grown online to cover that that void of not being able to have these kind of conversations in your day to day life and that's the problem with social media as far as dealing with your real family or your real friends or whatever. 
<clears throat> is that you have this large community that you can um, uh, share things with. They can share things with you, and you enjoy it. And then you may have your immediate family that doesn't watch Walking Dead or doesn't watch, you know, or doesn't game or something like that. And that's where you can have, you know, that's where you can have issues and problems and stuff. But, but yeah, it's a wonderful, it's wonderful to be able to connect. And, 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 and because social media is so new, we never even knew that we could connect in these ways. Mm-hmm. But it's in us somehow, right? I, I, right? I had a conversation with a couple of friends, and somehow it was in us to connect this way, you know? And you can believe in past generations, and, you know, maybe they had Twitter in Atlantis, you know? And then and then Atlantis got destroyed thousands of years. You know what I'm saying? Like somehow, somehow we developed social media, and we developed it with human behavior in mind. But it blew up so quick because it was a a new way to share. But it was so you know they made it very comfortable. You know, so brother, just wait. Did did I just understand you correctly in saying that is it is a possibility or is a theory that Atlantean Twitter brought down the destruction of the society? Is, <laughs> oh, is that absolutely. what you just said? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> some fool, some fool was on the button of, of the super you know, fusion reactor that they had built, and he was supposed to press it at a certain time, but he was tweeting, and he didn't press it. <laughs> blew, blew up the I whole island, so blew up the whole continent. Uh, it's terrible. Gonna, I, I'm going to guess that was, that was Atlantean Homer. <laughs> Atlantean Homer, exactly, exactly. Oh. But, what, but what I want to say real quick is um, if you you have to find your geeks, wherever you are. And I've learned in the past couple of years not to hide my geekdom at all, right, at all. I open up, a, and, and you have to do it, you have to do it uh, strategically, but open up a conversation that may lead to a geek conversation with whoever you are, whoever you work with, whoever you meet. And that's the only real way to find out who's a geek and nerd or whatever I, I I was working with this girl. And I swore, you know. I I knew she would. I first of all, everybody's got a little geek in them, you know, because there's so much to like now that everybody can like something, you know. So there's a little geek in them. But I was working with this girl at work, and um, I was surprised that she, you know, I said I said you reading anything right now, which is part of my question, you know, to find out. I'm like, you reading anything right now? She's like, oh, I. I'm reading uh, Game of Thrones. I'm looking at I'm looking at the show too. That's a crazy show. And I'm mm-hmm. like, really? You're looking at Game of Thrones? And then we got to talking. And I said, what else did you like reading? She said, Fifty Shades of Grey. I said, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey was a Twilight fanfic. It, it it was based on Twilight, but they changed it to real characters. Oh, I love Twilight. I watched yeah. all the movies are my favorite. I'm like, really? Vampires and werewolves, huh? So from that conversation, from that conversation, I'm like, you got a little geek in you, don't you? And, no, I ain't no geek. Yes, you do. You got a little geek in you. You're in denial. And, and, and now here's the a, here's a third step is, okay, since I know this about you, 
and I know a lot of stuff that you might not know about, maybe, here's something you watch. So so I said, listen, uh, uh, I, I said, I said uh, do me a favor. There's a show on Netflix called Jessica Jones. I just want to see if you'll like it or not. I don't know, but I just want you to watch first episode to see it. She didn't do it yet, but. And there's another there's another person that worked surprised the hell out of me that they watched uh, Snowpiercer. I was like, you watch Snowpiercer? Like, I didn't expect that from her. But that's what I'm saying. There's a little geek in everybody. Everybody likes a little something. They don't even know what they like, you know. They just know that they caught something one day and, and they kind of liked it. And and now it's your job to connect with them. You know, it's to your benefit to connect with them. You might have a friend. You might have somebody, mentor, whatever, you know. That's my thing. Yeah, yeah. just two quick comments on that. Um, one, I was sitting in a meeting with my my boss, uh, uh, a middle-aged white mother of, of two college students, and, you know, we were talking about what we were going to do this weekend, and she said, Oh, I'm trying to finish this level of Skyro. Can I tell you I fell out of my chair? I'm like, I was like, you did you did what? What is that? Well, oh, yeah, it's this game called Skyro. And, and I'm sorry, for those who don't know, <laughs> I'm a bit of a Skyromatic. So it was just it was absolutely at a, it was absolutely an amazing moment. And I just wanted to point out, folks, <clears throat> the gentleman was just speaking about He's letting out his inner geek. This is the guy that goes down to the corner bodega in in a in a in a rainbow wig and, and a and two antenna. So for <laughs> him to say that he lets out a little bit of geek is 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 a bit of a uh, misnomer. <laughs> Listen, you gotta let it out little by little. I told very few people about my videos, you know, out, sure. outside of outside of Twitter. Outside of all people on Twitter, in real life, it's very, uh, very under, you know, on the low. Can I can I jump in real quick? Actually, I was coming to you next, Bison. I was going to ask you how you know uh, how you have you been able to expand your connections with 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 like-minded geeks and blurs through this this great social media tool. But go ahead and you can answer that, or go ahead and answer something different. Cause... Okay, I must sort of um, come back to that. Okay. I'm the product. My parents were old school, black, church going, southern migrants. So we come in. Are we talking about a different mentality, segregation? My father went from from kindergarten through um, graduate school, and never had a white classmate. Mm. I'm just telling you like it is. So. The community, you know, they imparted on us, you know, this was looked at as plain. Being a geek is plain. Eventually, you got to get serious. Yeah. Get a job or go to school or whatever. I'm just telling you from a, a time ago. But he supported me reading comic books because it encouraged reading. So let's not assume everybody comes from a, household where expression is tolerated. Um, and we okay. know, like, if, if, uh, if somebody say, hey, I want to major in dance or music, you know, I, I, our family will say, well, you can minor in that, but you need to get you a real job. So I think this is sort of in that wheelhouse a little bit. Well, for myself to answer your question, 
I'm a consumer of it. I don't I don't have I don't see myself setting up a website. You know, I'm not so much into growing the bird community. It's for my own selfish reasons. Um, if I mean, I have my friends and associates who know me. They know what I like, and I, you know, they know in pieces, but they don't know the totality. You know, that they don't know that I have seven consoles in my house unless I point it out to them because I don't want them to know. Um, because I'm not trying to convert anybody to geek them because there's still some issues I have that mean more to me than you going to see Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have I, seven I, consoles in your house? Where do you have seven consoles in your house? <laughs> see. Well, I, uh, I have four on one TV and the rest on another TV. Oh, my I, God. Like a oh. boss. <laughs> like a boss. So like boss. What in the bathroom? Like I got one in the bathroom. I got one in the basement. No, no, no. I can't move, and there's the console. I just have like I have PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, Wii U, and uh, Xbox One on one, and then I have you know um, that, that's just me. But I don't want to convert. I'm not trying to convert anybody to my lifestyle. If they want to share it, fine. If they want to, you know, because that's not the totality of who I am. If I die, I don't want blurred on my gravestone. There's some things that work (laughs) me more to me than, you know, going to see Star Wars next week. Sure. I mean, I'm more concerned. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to throw a wet blanket on, but I think sometimes being a blurred or a nerd is such an over- overreaching term, it doesn't really describe the totality of what a person is. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I like we said in previous episodes, you know, my top three movies aren't science fiction movies, but I can talk to you about Star Trek forever or Star, Star Wars forever. So to kind of wrap this up, I think if I, you know, I do it in, I do it in pieces, I do it in spurts, and this, and this is something, you know, I've used it as a conversation breaker. I mean, one time I was in Afghanistan at a waiting on a helicopter ride, and me and some guys, we were talking about Walking Dead. We weren't talking about, hey, you know, we're close to such and such and such and such. We're talking about the Walking Dead. So if it comes up, it comes up. But it's not, it's not the totality that defines who I am. So that's why I do it. You know, and, and on that note, I'm going to get ready to close. I'm going to do uh, – because what I would do is I usually do a roundtable and anybody kind of bring up any other topics and say what they want before they close. But I think, Bison, what you hit on is very, very key because as much as we want to sit here and talk about being geeks or being blurs or being – you know, we talk about game and, and comic books, all of the other, other stuff, I think many of us are also divested into a lot of other things that are more important. You're right. I mean, there are some people who dedicate their lives to this blurred life, you know, but there are other people, um, you know, any of you guys that, that follow me on Twitter, you know that, I, you know, I get my activism on a lot. I, I talk a lot, especially in election season, I talk about the importance of voting and, and the historical reference of, the, of voting. I am a very outspoken um, uh, um, advocate uh, for uh, diversity uh, where <laughs> – it, when when people try to change the narrative of who uh, who the Egyptians look like, 
You know, and I feel that, you know, those types of things are, are way bigger than geekdom. You know, they're about the culture. They're about the people. They're about moving us forward. Uh, and there are other folks that have, you know, so many other things. You look at even what Black Girls Code do. I just want to mention them um, for an example of how you take that passion for technology, for coding and being a geek, and you turn it into something that's socially active that can actually make a difference in the world. You know, so, you know, that's a really, really great point that we're not, to, to quote a line from Digital Underground, we're not, that, we're not just knee-deep, Humpty. It's just not about that one layer, and, and, and that's, that's one of the beautiful things uh, about uh, a lot of the folks that are, that are in this community is that they are multi-layered, that there's some people who are shallow, you know, they, just because that's who they are, but there's some people who really do, do give a, a flip-flop about what's happening in the world and about where we're going forward as, as, as a people and a community, and that's one of the beautiful things, and I, I think that that really comes into play especially for us geeking over 40, because we have a lot to give knowledge and wisdom and understanding. We, you know, we have a lot to, to contribute to, uh, you know, this community. So in closing, uh, we'll just go round table, you know, any other ideas, any other concepts you want to throw out there, any questions you want to ask the panel. Uh, B. Smith, first time on the show, on the panel. Thank you so much for being there. Appreciate you making the time. Um, any final thoughts, questions, anything you want to throw out there that we didn't cover? Uh, no, I think we kind of hit everything, but I'm glad to be here. It's been fun and uh, hope to do it again sometime. Oh, rest assured. I know where to find you. So, <laughs> you know, you know, you and I had already connected uh, in between shows, but, uh, you know, Bison sent me a note and said, hey, you gonna bring B Smith on? Hey, hey, yeah, I said, like, yeah, okay, no problem. I'll reach out. So, <laughs> so uh, a yeah. lot of that you you get hit by hit by some of the DM because that that was definitely his his push. Uh, oh, yeah. geek, geek soul, brother. Uh, final thoughts, brother. Oh, did, did geek soul, brother, drop again? Uh oh, let me double check and make sure he's not sitting in the thing. Yeah, he is sitting <laughs> in the thing. Hold on, I got him. Sorry, geek soul, brother. I didn't realize you had dropped. Uh, oh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> Yo. Uh, Geek, geek parenting. Oh, okay, don't get don't get me started, Archimana. If you're talking about geek parenting, that's another show. Uh, geek so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thanks, thanks for hanging out. Uh, any final thoughts? Any other things we didn't cover? No, no, you covered it. Just just um just remarking on on uh, uh what Bison had said uh, uh not converting. Yeah, I don't th- I don't think we necessarily need to convert anybody. But I do want to see people be comfortable with themselves and not be afraid to, because we went through that for many years, you know. I I went through that, you know, growing up and stuff and being careful, and now I'm at a point where I don't have to be careful. I just want to see people be free to be who they are. And if they want to talk about Twilight or Walking Dead or anything else, they can, you know. But also, like you say, um, uh you know, use the platform to also talk about um, more important issues, you know, Yeah. and uh, move from there, you know. Yep, yep absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Bison, man, thanks so much. Again, just uh, appreciate you, you know, being a steady and, and being here for us. Final thoughts, anything else uh, that we didn't cover you want to mention? Bison? 
Yeah, hopefully uh, this is coming through because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing some static on my end, so it might be my winky dink setup. But can you, can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. The the static is very very faint, so you're good to go. Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. I I just want to end with this. Um, hopefully the the younger blurs who hear this can kind of look and say, hey, instead of going to that segment of the culture that you have a knowledge set on. Oh, man. Oh, there you go. You, you should. There you go. You're, you're back. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to I'll just make it quick. I saw younger blurs can come to the people who older who've been there done that for advice and just some background instead of running to other cold. Uh, his connection is not that strong. Uh, nah, he's saying he's saying something so deep that the man doesn't want him to be heard. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been solid the whole show. I, I lost him a couple times, but you know now it's like yeah, he's going to go deep, and they're like, oh no, wait a minute, we can't let him make that point. Yo, send the sun flares. Send the sun flares. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Cue the weather control machine. <laughs> uh, you can type it in. Yeah, yeah. But Bison, Bison, I'm sorry, man. We uh we, we keep losing you. But I, I I I really see where you're going with that point is that there is a body of knowledge and wisdom, um you know within these different conversations. Uh, and I mean I got to point back to the Star Trek show. I was so ecstatic after the Star Trek show. That show energized me to such a ridiculous level. And I really just sat there and thought, how can I get this out for more people to hear? Because the knowledge and the wisdom that, that dropped on that show, just like many of the other shows we've done, was just so heavy and so poignant. And I just, like, want to run around and hand out CDs to people. Here, listen to this. Here, listen to this. Yeah. See, I'm like, oh, see, I'm handing out CDs instead of flash drives. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> last but not least, closing out, uh, J.D., final thoughts, anything else we didn't cover you, you wanted to mention? Well, I'd like to re-touch on a, a topic we started with, which was, you know, that family that was sitting around at a table, out, all looking at their devices. Put the damn devices down. Look at each other and talk. Instead I didn't of, know they weren't talking with each other. They were chatting. They were in a chat room. They were in chat room. They just wanted to be polite and not disturb everybody else in the restaurant. Oh, but that's just so sad. That is just so sad that they were looking down at their devices instead of looking up at each other's to see what expressions they were getting. How do you know if somebody's giving you a good joke if you can't see that they're joking? You know, it's just so sad. Um, you know, they're devices. It's technology. Put it down once in a while. Take a breath of fresh air. You know, look at the look at the sky. Look at the flowers. Look at the grass. Look outside. See what the weather is. Don't just hope that the weatherman knows what he's talking about. Put down the damn device. Yeah. You know, you have and are able to do other things. So remember that. Yeah, but I warn you, if your name is Lizzie, don't look at the flowers. Yeah, uh, I was say, no, not the flowers. Don't look at the flowers, Lizzie. Don't look at the flowers, girl. 
That was so good. I'm sorry. When you said look at the flowers, that's the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> thus, thus my geekdom. <laughs> we are so corrupted by Walking Dead. We are Love so corrupted. <laughs> So corrupted. You know what, JD? This goes to the 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 element of geekdom. I mean, we all are corrupted in our own individual ways by our geekdom. I tweeted out um, when I think it was the first couple days that Fallout. In Fallout Four, you have to collect things from around the environment to be able to upgrade your weapons and suit of armor. But it's like simple stuff, like cans and a typewriter and a fan, desk fan gets screws and steel and other stuff. So I went to I went to Staples and they had a whole rack of adhesive tape. I'm like, you know how many weapons I can smith with this adhesive tape? I took a picture of it and posted it. Because it's like you're it's it's amazing and this goes back to like the original question. It's amazing how our geekdom it 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 it, it, it changes the way it's almost like looking through tinted glasses. It it really is really interesting how we see things in such a different way because of the body of knowledge that we have from comic books or just regular old books, just reading, television, movies, and, and then even to these conversations. It, it, it really is a lifestyle um, and because and you see things differently, you understand things differently. I mean, and even if I just take it to the point of, you know, if you play an online MMO, you understand the need for teamwork. You understand the need to work together and for somebody to play the role that they're strong in. Um, so it's just amazing how you can apply these concepts of geekdom just to everyday life. So I, I think that that's what I'm, I'll leave that as, uh, as my, my words of wisdom for the day. But I do want to thank uh, those of you who are listening live. Uh, we do have Arch Humana Shadow Scout from uh, the, the Five Nerdy Venoms Geek Soul Brothers show. Um, we do have uh, St. Clinton's also hanging with us always. Uh, just really great to have him aboard. Uh, Geek Soul Brother, what's on tap for tonight? What you get? What movie are you doing? Man, I hope you guys, I hope everybody, guys and girls of Geekdom can join in Saturday Night Sci-Fi. We're going to be looking at The Expanse on Sci-Fi.com, right? They're streaming it. It's supposed to premiere Monday, but they've been streaming it uh, from their website all week. So check that out. That's at 10 o'clock. And then 10.50, right after Expanse, I'll give you guys a chance to switch over. We're going to be hitting Netflix, and we're going to be watching the first maybe one or two episodes of Dark Matter, one of the best sci-fi series that came out this year, also on Sci-Fi Channel, but we're, you know, we're going to watch it on uh, Netflix. And um, I just hope everybody has a good time because I'm not sure if everybody saw the Expanse uh, uh, premiere on their site. Great open uh, episode. Yo, yo, <laughs> the first fifteen, yo, the first fifteen minutes, you had, you know, you know, space horror. You had detective noir. You had zero gravity sex. A guy lost his arm. Oh my god. First 15 minutes, all kinds of craziness happen. So I'm oh, ready. Oh, oh, I'm a huge fan of the books, and I am so in for this series. So it's going to be – it's not nothing spoilery, but I'd say about the third episode, people's minds are going to break. Yo, I'm, I'm ready. That, that, sounds my, like the, that sounds like the opening of a Tarantino movie. 
Jeez. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I didn't read the books yet. Thanks, thanks, B, for uh, for letting us know that the books are are awesome. I I want to do that next. I want to get the books. But I, I'm yeah, I want to do a double feature TV tonight. So I hope you guys can tune in. Uh, Saturday Night Sci-Fi is the, the hashtag. So just join in on Twitter. You can even just watch, and you know you don't even have to tweet. Uh, and and from you're going to be tweeting out from your account. So if they, if they want to get the latest, uh, know where to check everything out, they need to go to at Geek Soul Brother. Um, well, you know what? The best thing the best thing to to uh, see the most recent thing is the hashtag. Yeah. So just okay. Saturday Night Sci-Fi will have the latest tweets, and I'll I'll um I'll put trailers, I'll put links up, or whatever you need. All righty. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Really appreciate your time, your energy. And just really making you know making the space to share your knowledge and wisdom uh, on this channel. Uh, I'll send out links once I upload this to SoundCloud, and we will share it with the entire universe. Yay! Awesome. <laughs> Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Tune in. Uh, make sure you follow uh, at Geeking Over Forty. Geek in, not geeking. Geek in. <laughs> Geek in over 40 on Twitter so you can find out when our next show is and what it will be about because uh, we just flow like that. All right, peace. We'll see you guys in a few. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.